This is the Photography Podcast on photography.ca, episode number 111, My Shit Weather Photo Vacation. Hey there, photo lovers. How's it going? And welcome to the 111th photography podcast on photography.ca. My name is Marco, and as always, we're coming to you from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. For today's podcast, I thought we'd do something a little different. Uh, I just got back from what potentially was a very cool uh, photo vacation, but because the weather was crap, it basically changed the way I shot during my vacation and I thought I'd share some tips with you because I'm sure other people and future people are going through the same thing. But before we get into it, I always like to thank people for uh, their comments on our last podcast, number 110, where I gave a really fast crash course on black and white photography. And uh, John Vales left a Facebook comment, and it was greatly appreciated. And another few people left email comments. I'm so sorry I don't have uh, the name remembered. But uh, as always, the best way to comment is just directly into the blog. That way I can mention you by name and, of course, give you a link if you also have a site. So uh, if you ever want to comment on the podcast, it's photography.ca forward slash blog and that's our preferred way to get the comments all right then well let's just get right into today's show and today's show is based on uh, my shit weather photo vacation i just got back from uh, the yukon and uh, potentially it was such a great place to photograph you know i had uh, a list of places to visit in advance that was all prepared but the weather was crap for nine out of the 10 days, but I still shot photography. So I figure, you know, I'm going to share some tips with you because uh, it's impossible for me not to shoot even when the weather is crap. So it's just a matter of maybe adjusting a bit. And I thought I'd talk about it. So first off, this happens to everyone, right? We go on vacation, we have these great, great, great expectations, and then reality sets in. So on my first night, after traveling for like eight, nine hours by plane from Montreal to a Whitehorse in the Yukon with some layovers, etc. Anyway, I get there, it's about seven, eight at night, and believe it or not, we're told that you can see the northern lights in Whitehorse. And anyone that's been there can attest to this. When you get a little bit outside the city, you will see the northern lights. And lo and behold, on my first night, I saw the northern lights. Unfortunately, my bag, because I was delayed on one of those three layovers to the Yukon on one flight, my bag got delayed. My bag had my tripod. You need a long exposure to shoot the northern lights. So I did not get one shot of the northern lights. Mind you, I feel privileged that I got to see the Northern Lights. Most people will never see the Northern Lights in their lifetime, and it's a spectacular sight. But I'm a photographer, man, and I really wanted to photograph them and didn't get to. Luckily, uh, my friend Dave had a teeny tripod, and he was able to bring it with him uh, in his bag. So he got to photograph the Northern Lights, and we kind of got to photograph it together with his camera. But just to show you, the photography didn't necessarily uh, start on the best omen, but you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons. And again, I'm going to get into that. So basically, nine out of the 10 days were thick, cloudy, overcast, and rainy. So like I went there to shoot mountain scenes and mountain details, but I barely got to see the mountains, you know? And yes, there is like coolness. You know, it was foggy, it was cloudy, it was rainy, and there's coolness in that type of photography. 
but not nine out of 10 days, you know, <laughs> after a bunch of those days, you just get bloody fed up. So I still have to photograph, right? Because I have photography in my blood, but like I'm in the Yukon, I'm not far from Mount Logan, the biggest mountain in Canada, and I could barely see it. And you know what? The next day was the same. And the next day after that was identical as well. And we had other places to see. So I basically did not get to photograph the largest mountain in Canada. So that's bloody disappointing. Anyway, the weather was so bad that I had to come up with other things to do. And I basically made up a quick list of things you can do when the weather is really, really crap. And um, maybe it's because I'm getting older and I'm appreciating life more. You know, life is about more than photography. I live and breathe photography, but life is about more than photography, right? When you can't photograph, what are you gonna do? So, you know, I made a bunch of tips and I'm just gonna go through them to you now and, and hopefully they'll be helpful. And if you have other tips at the end, uh, please feel free to send them in. But my first tip is put the camera down and focus on your other senses. So basically I had thick cloud and thick rain and I took those shots and I got some moody shots, but day after day it gets old. So instead of forcing it, I just put my camera down very, very often. And you know what? My other senses took hold of me. So I'm a city boy and you can't hear nature in the city. There's just too much bloody noise. But I'll tell you this, what I heard quite a few times was I was able to hear birds flying and displacing the air with their wings. And this happened particularly with ravens and other large birds. So I gotta tell you, my sense of hearing was very finely attuned and just listening to those birds flying is very bloody satisfying. Would have loved to capture the bird. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. But you know, when you can't do what you came to do, you gotta do something else. So I listened, I listened a lot to branches, to howls, to the wind. And there's a special magic in listening and people that, you know, live in the country or the countryside who are nature photographers, they're gonna be like, dude, grow up. But I'm a city boy and um, I've just started getting into nature photography. Let's say it's the past five years, even though I've been shooting for over 20. So still all the magic of, you know, the sounds of nature, they're still magic to me. And I dare say that like, even if you've heard these sounds over and over again, they are special sounds and nature produces special sounds. So I encourage you to put the camera down and listen when you can. You know, there's also bird calls. You know, there's so many birds out in nature, of course. Sometimes that's all you see. It's the only bird you see. You know, I was lucky enough to pass by uh, quite a few animals. Weather was crap, didn't get to photograph many of them but at least you get to see them temporarily and that's cool too. The other sense that comes alive in nature photography is the sense of smell. And again, I'm in the city. I'm not used to like beautiful smells in the city. You know, it's mostly like, you know, street smells and car smells and things like that. But there's something about, you know, sucking in the smell of like leaves, of the smell of, of earth. I mean, boy, 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 did I enjoy, you know, these natural smells on so many levels. And I think I was only able to appreciate them because I think I just accepted the fact that I wasn't getting uh, much photography done. So I may as well, you know, enjoy the experience. Sometimes we miss living when we spend too much time behind the lens. You know, this is something that I've talked about a few times and I talk about it with friends often, you know. Your world is jaded when you're constantly looking behind your lens. So when the weather is truly crap, it might be a great time to actually experience the world firsthand. All right, that's tip one. Tip two is never give up. Even when it looks like the weather's gonna be crap over and over and over, it can let up at any time. 
And this, you know, this happened a few times to me. So, you know, the weather was crap for like, I don't know, 12 waking hours of the day, but there was maybe 45 minutes in that day where it cleared up for just a little bit. If you're alert and you have your camera with you, you could take advantage of the brief clear times when they happen. So, you know, have your camera around your neck, maybe have another lens with you. Something that I do now is I rarely carry a backpack with me anymore. I despise my backpack. It just hurts my back. I find I rarely go into it because it's such a bloody hassle. What I do is I carry lenses on my hip. I bought a couple of very good lens carrying devices. They go on my belt and I just pull them out that way. So I go out with a camera, two lenses, you know, a cable release in my pocket and a couple of accessories and that's it. So I'm always ready to shoot these days. And you know, and when you only have a brief window, you have to be ready. So have your gear with you and never give up. Always be ready. Here's something that happened over and over and over again. The clouds were so thick. It was so overcast. I barely saw blue sky. So normally this is something I've talked about in other podcasts. Regardless of the type of photography I'm doing, I'm always trying to be aware of what's going on in the various planes of the image. Foreground, midground, background. But for nearly 10 days, I saw no background. And because of my background, the gorgeous mountains were completely obscured or near completely obscured. So basically, you're going to want to focus on other planes at this time, you know? So, you know, there's foreground elements that were not obscured by fog and thick cloud rocks, bushes, flowers, etc., debris. If your background is too obscure to shoot, you know, make scenes with your foreground and concentrate on foreground elements. That was tip number three. Tip number four is that compositions are everywhere, you know, even in bad light and bad weather. So, you know, if you wanted the mountain in your composition and you can't get it, you know, choose a composition, you know, with the foreground. Basically look for good compositions. They're all around you anyway. You just have to look for them. And only when you look for them can you see them. And this is a topic for uh, another podcast, Looking versus Seeing. Anyway, look for good compositions, even in bad light. So, you know, in bad light, you know, colors may or may not work out for you. So focus on the forms or the shapes or the graphic elements of the things that you're photographing. But again, don't give up. Just maybe shift what you're used to photographing. Five is going to be shoot from a car. So, you know, if it's raining hard, um, you could easily shoot from the car. And this is something that, that I did quite a bit. You know, I had the window open. I tried to support myself in some way. I got as close to the window as I could without rain further getting in my lens. And I just shot that way. If you're not in a car, you know, try and find a shelter. If you don't have a shelter, maybe get a rain sleeve. Um, we did a podcast on number 88 where we talked about rain photography. My experience was worse than rain photography because I could barely see the sky on top of the rain. But um, rain photography is beautiful. You know, it really is beautiful. Colors are really, really saturated because the contrast is lower. So if you can find those colors and you could find those compositions, just you know, keep shooting in the rain, keep shooting. My tip number six is gonna be shoot different subject matter. And this is something that's just good practice and keeps your eye sharp. You know, I just mentioned compositions are everywhere. And isolating a beautiful composition, I mean, it's really, really, really rewarding. And, and when you're shooting something that you're not used to shooting, it's really quite interesting what happens. You know, you kind of get into it. These days, I'm shooting all kinds of things that I never would have shot or that I never shot, you know, rather five, ten years ago. And I'm shooting them just for the love of photography. You know, and I'm doing partially for the teaching. But whenever I do it, my eye gets sharper and I'm able to see compositions more easily. You have to look for the compositions. You have to get out there. So even in the shit weather, you know, just do it. You know, find different subject matter, create beautiful compositions with that subject matter, and it's still a rewarding experience. No, you might not get that grand scenic, 
but you'll get something else. And if you don't play, you'll never get it. So, you know, play and practice by shooting different subject matter. And finally, the last thing that like I found pretty useful is like force yourself to talk to the locals, you know, um, because they may have a lot to say. So because the weather was so crap, we had we had to spend a lot of time indoors, which meant that our game plan changed. You know, I had a whole bunch of things that I wanted to photograph. In fact, I had too many things to photograph. But because the game completely changed due to the bad weather, I didn't get to photograph like a high percentage of them. So what do you do? You hang indoors, you talk to the locals, you talk to the people around, and they may have really good suggestions about things to photograph that are nearby. Maybe something that's actually indoors that you could photograph, something cool. Maybe there's an abandoned barn somewhere. But force yourself to talk to people. And yes, of course, different people have different levels of introversion versus extroversion. But talking with someone about something you like, it's usually an easy way to break the ice. And really, it's been my experience, no matter where I go, and I'm not the most outgoing person, but it's been my experience that when I start talking to complete strangers about where they live, they're pretty happy to share information. They like it. And, you know, that's also part of a big experience of going on vacation is actually talking to the local people that live there. Yes, you could live in your own mind for the whole vacation. You could live photographically your whole vacation and you could still have an awesome vacation, especially if there's awesome things to photograph. But when there's not awesome things to photograph or even after the end of the day, you know, take some time, talk to local people, see what they suggest, find out where they say, you know, the best spot to photograph X is. And you'd be surprised at the little gems you'll be able to discover just by taking some initiative and saying hi to a complete stranger uh, when the circumstance uh, feels safe and is appropriate. And I think that's all I have to say about that. You know, I really did my darndest to find good weather on my vacation. You know, uh, we, we, we drove extra to find the good weather. You know, I spent time in the Yukon, in the Northwest Territories. I went to Alaska for a day and I went to part of British Columbia for a day. And everywhere I went, I was screwed with the same bad weather. So, you know, this is the reason that I really had to think out of the box in order not to make myself too crazy, in order to enjoy the photographs I was getting, and in order to just enjoy the time, you know, away from the normal stresses of home and just being able to relax in a different place. Anyway, I hope those tips are useful for you. And uh, I look forward to other tips if you guys have any. I'm certainly not the first one, nor will I be the last to have spent a pile of money on a shit weather vacation. So, you know, if you guys have have uh, tips to share with me that would be greatly appreciated. In terms of the assignments on the forum, there's still about a week or so left. Our regular assignment is going to be circles and looking for circles. And our level two assignment is uh, self-portraits in the mirror. We have quite a few interesting uh, submissions there. I'm going to do mine this weekend. Uh, and I hope to see a few more before uh, the month is up. And that's going to do it for me for today. So given the terrible bad weather conditions that I just went through and uh, the fact that I was able to work through it, I encourage you to work through your own photographic troubles. And no matter what they are, just keep on shooting. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.